0: About funny stuff. Serious about food. Serious about anything that I'm in the mood for. Serious? Let's get serious. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Let's get serious. Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. I am Kendall Browns. You're listening to Let's Get Serious, which I mean that should be obvious.
1: Yeah, very much. That so.
0: information, I think, has been relayed
1: through the theme song. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of the ways. There's probably other. I mean, if you clicked on it, if you somehow hit play to listen to it, then you might have it. Probably said it in words.
1: Right, yeah, definitely. So that's using
0: your eyes and then your ears with the hearing. Mm-hmm. I guess if you, maybe if you came in right now, like if you, say you, say someone was listening to this in their car and they had the windows down and you like roll up next to them in a stoplight, then, it, then you might not That'd know. Be,
1: no, but as you heard the conversation, you might know that it's pretty serious.
0: Yeah, that's true. So contextual clues. That's right. another way mm-hmm. you might figure out yeah. what this is. Yes. So I, uh, this is the second episode of the Let's Get Serious podcast. Uh, I didn't, I was listening back to the first episode and uh, I realized I didn't really uh, give much context or, um, you know, explain anything about what, what was going on. And maybe that's fine. Maybe that's for the best. Sure, yeah. I think sometimes it's better for people to, you know, just dive in and then, See, if you catch up, then you you then you're the good ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sink or swim. Yeah, it's like kicking
0: the baby uh, bird out of the nest. Yeah, exactly. So you can learn how to fly. Right. And that's kind of what I want the experience to be like for any potential uh listeners. But anyway, so this podcast I'm interviewing people who are cool is the main
1: uh Yeah, I mean uh, Main
0: thing. And um and so, you know, maybe that's that's a lot more info this just now than, <laughs> than the last one. Yes, so baby sure. steps, you know, if you want to know more, I'm sure there are ways to figure it out and just do some research. I'm not going to do all the work for you.
1: No, no. And, you know, that's what we want. Yeah. We want people to-
0: but what I will do is actually um, give a little bit of introduction to the other person you're hearing here. Uh, your name, my guest today, is Kelly Bolton. Nay. Sometimes known as the Boltron. Yes. Is that true? Uh, Is that a real nickname?
1: Well, they called me Kelly Boltron or Voltron in high school.
0: Why? Is it because you're composed of uh, robot lion spaceships?
1: Uh, That that was a a big part of it. Um, Not really original on my friend's part, but uh, yeah.
0: But it's one thing if your last name was Volt or Volton. But bolt, like I, if I were gonna, if I was, if I were gonna come up with a nickname for you, mm-hmm. I would, uh, I would have said like uh, Kelly Nuts and Bolts.
1: Nuts and bolts, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a good one. I mean, that's does no t- one
0: ever called you that?
1: No, they haven't. You're the first.
0: You know that to- the word bolt is in your name.
1: No, I, I get that. I get that.
0: Yeah. Sl- okay. Yeah. And my, have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about making like a little logo for yourself that had a bolt?
1: I have a, a lightning bolt on the back of my neck. Ah, that's yeah. a bolt of sorts. And it's green, Kelly green, Kelly Bolton.
0: Oh, what about Kelly lightning Bolton?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So my, they could uh, call
0: you, uh, lightning. Yeah, exactly. Short.
1: Well, my, my dad, uh, he's an electrician and, uh, his, um, License plate used to be Litnig. Well, it was supposed to say Lightning, but it said Litnig. So you yeah, gotta be careful without, with that. I know. License yeah. plate. I know. I know. Uh But his uh, the the dudes he works with call them Thunder, mm. Thunderbolt. Get it? Right. See, they thought that's good. Use. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you
0: could use that as long as it doesn't creep you out. That's all. No, I'd, I would
1: refuse to use that name. But oh, thank you, <laughs> Thunder. <laughs> yeah. No way.
0: Is there such a thing as a Thunderbolt?
1: Sure. <laughs> thunderbolt. Wait. There definitely is. Yeah
0: thunderbolt yeah but it's a lightning bolt thunder right. is the sound yeah it's a but thunderbolt
1: the thunder and then the bolt of lightning thunder so he's like so it's
0: short for thunder lightning bolt sure thunder lightning yeah. well let let our it's, you do the lightning first so it's so yeah. that's what's confusing about because it, it's lightning bolt and then I didn't thunder. say there were
1: smart people i didn't say there were smart people that gave the nickname
0: maybe it's the end and then the beginning of another lightning exactly bolt. yeah that could thunder be. bolt right. and lightning yeah. just isn't it's just important thing. No. Okay, so uh, Kelly. Yes. You are an actress. That's true. You do a lot of sketch comedy theater. Yes. Uh, you also apparently dabble in dance.
1: Uh, not by choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I do dabble. Yes.
0: Dabble and dance. Um, you are in a group called Off Off Broadway which has an upcoming show.
1: Yes. We have a, a run opening, um, December 2nd and I believe we run through the 23rd. It's, uh, the first four Thursdays in December. Okay. At the so spot.
0: At the place called the spot here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're in that group. Yes. I'm given, this is the rough overview. Yes. So besides that, you also have been active in other groups, including one, two, three, mm-hmm. um, which is how I kind of know you originally. Yes. And you're also, um, let's see here. I had another one written down. Some group called Dark-Eyed Strangers you have some sort of affiliation with at some point or something? Yes,
1: I, I worked with them. Um, In, I think it was 2007, I did a couple shows with them, and then, actually, very exciting, uh, I'm excited, um, we're going to be performing at the 2011 Sketch Fest this year. The Chicago
0: Sketch Fest, and so Mm -hmm. that's the other thing Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk to you about uh, today, is, so you're involved with, besides performing with that group, you're also involved as a house manager
1: during Mm -hmm.
0: the show. Okay, so these are all things we can talk about. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, get some of that out there at the beginning, so... That anybody who doesn't know who you are, who might be listening to this.
1: Might be interesting. They'll have
0: too. a taste of things to come. Exactly. So. It's
1: like a menu.
0: Yeah. So where should we start? What do you want to start? Um, Tell me. So let me give a little background of uh, our shared background in that I know you through 123, which is a trio mm-hmm. sketch group that um, I had worked with doing a lot of video, like directing video stuff with you guys. Um, in the past. And so that's how I originally met you. And I've also, um, uh, you have a, with off, off Broadway is like a musical cabaret type parody sketch group, right? Yes. Is that an accurate way to describe it? I would
1: say so. Yeah. Okay.
0: And so, um, I recently helped you guys with a video, directed a video, a music video. Okay. So, um, So I've known you for a while, but I haven't ever really had like a long conversation with you about your background of how you got so interested and involved in the sketch comedy scene, which you clearly are with all these different activities. Mm -hmm. So why don't you give me a little background of just um, how that all started? What, What initiated your interest in sketch comedy?
1: Well, I uh originally I went to Columbia College for acting Here uh, in Chicago. In Chicago, yes, uh for theater with my focus on acting and I was very active in the the community there um Auditioning for shows, getting cast in shows, and throughout this, I found that I was typically cast as character actors.
0: And what kind of what kind of shows do you mean? Like, are you talking um, about like the Broadway type stuff? No, no, a lot. They like were musical all, theater, or
1: no, I, I didn't actually perform in the musical theater um, department. I what I, I just did the straight theater. So I did a lot of the the student directed projects. Um, I was cast in a couple of the main stage projects. And through that though, that's where I kind of just just really found my niche was character acting and um I also had taken an improv class that's there school. At at Columbia and Brian Posen was my teacher there. And this uh he was when I, I was in his when I was his student, he was putting up Sketchfest for the fir- uh, it wasn't the first time but it was the first time they had theaters mm-hmm. typically they the, the two years prior or three years prior they had had just one theater and this was the first year that they were branching out and going to be having the sketch fest take place in all three theaters at which was the theater building at the time um and so i asked if i could volunteer and became a volunteer um just you know it's that easy
0: it's <laughs>
1: at the time it was <laughs> now there's Quite the long waiting list. Now, no, Brian but.
0: Posen, just to give a little background, he, got met, he was mentioned by Brian Peterlin on last week's podcast as he's a member of Bryco. Yes. Um, he's also uh, one of the founders of the Cupid Players, and he teaches classes at Second City, is that correct?
1: Second City and at uh, Columbia College. And
0: at Columbia College, mm-hmm. and he's one of the main people behind the Sketch Fest now, right? Yes. What's mm-hmm. his title? Believe, with SketchFest.
1: Um, with SketchFest, I believe he's the artistic director like or that. executive director.
0: Okay, so yeah. you uh, had that that kind of connection from school and then you volunteered.
1: And then um, just from being exposed to so much sketch comedy, I mean, I, I, as a volunteer, you were able to watch so many shows, you know, um, and I took advantage of that. And uh, just from seeing all that, I decided and... Along with Liz and Rob, who were with 123, you know, we said, you know, we made a goal. We wanted to be on stage the next year. We, you know, as, so, along with volunteering, we wanted to be actively participating as a performer.
0: Okay. Rob and Liz, the other two people in 123. 123. Mm-hmm. And you knew them from?
1: From Columbia. From
0: Columbia College. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you were all students there. Yeah. And were they both also involved with theater there?
1: Yes, they were. Um, they were, we were all in the theater department, um, and I met Rob and Liz through... I actually had makeup class with Liz. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had um, uh, acting class with Rob. Uh, one, of, one of my acting classes with Rob. And then we, as a group, um, we're all in comedy writing together. We all took as an elective and we happened to be in the same class. So is
0: Columbia College known for theater? Like is it a real... like?
1: Well, it's an arts college. I mean, it has a, it has a huge theater department. Um, Large theater department, but... um,
0: I Man, there are a lot of people that went there that then go on to do sketch stuff, or were you more of like a, a smaller group that...
1: I think it, at the time, it was a smaller group that went on to do sketch. A lot of people just stuck with the traditional theater route. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they actually have a comedy program there, um, which they didn't offer at the time when I was there. But yeah, we... I think... The three of us kind of knew that's the route we wanted to go to, and gravitate, gravitated towards it.
0: But you think that Sketchfest experience was what really? For me, it was. Yeah. I mean,
1: I can't speak for them, but it was for me. It was the the driving force, just to say, you know, like I want to do this. I want to be on stage. I want to, you know, I want that. And, and was so,
0: it? I mean, before that, what was your idea of what sketch was?
1: I didn't know about it before. Um, I came from a strict theater background. I mean, I, I thought. You know, I was like, I'm going to go to Columbia and I'm going to learn how to, you know, I'm going to refine my acting skills and I'm going to be auditioning for the generals, you know, and getting cast in these, these, you know, theater productions. And I had these, these goals, these five, this five-year goal I just recently look, looked back on. And in five years, I wanted to, you know, be booking commercials and, and, um, be doing Shakespeare and be, and, you know, all these did things. Did you write that down? I did write it all down. Yeah. It was one I had to do it over class actually. Hmm. But, um. And some of the goals I've met, and some of them have... No, I don't. (laughs) Is
0: that in your purse? Oh,
1: no. I should carry it with me at all times.
0: Yeah. For a reminder to keep on track.
1: Yeah. Well, obviously, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: I mean, what did you see as the parallels and differences when what was it about being at Sketchfest fest that i was it just the excitement of well it's just like the, all the activity i mean what was it really well attended when oh at yeah that time?
1: it was yeah i remember just all the people coming in and out you know uh, and they had shows what seven eight nine ten eleven o'clock at night and all the shows were just you know they were they were so full of people and energy and i mean
0: so was that a big like was that, that was a part a huge, of it oh
1: of course of because course it was I'm
0: imagining you're doing these like student productions at the college and that's gotta be a very different kind of like feeling of like what the crowds are like that you're performing to.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, you're performing for your peers uh, or for parents or faculty. Uh, There was more of a technical side where this was had more of a creative flair to it, you know? Um, and just, there were so many, I had never, um, I don't know. I hadn't seen things done this way. You know, these like little vignettes, these little stories told really quickly Mm -hmm. and, and you know, some funny, some weird, some, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, I think that
0: a lot of people don't have any kind of concept about what sketch comedy really is. Um, they maybe have seen improv, before and, of, and they think that improv and sketch are the same thing.
1: I get that all the time. Yeah, they're like, "Well, it's the same thing." I'm like, "No, actually, they're they're clearly different." You know, yeah. uh, sketch comedy is scripted, it's rehearsed, it's performed, it's refined. Improv is, you know, it's um, in the moment. It's 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 not scripted, making it I mean, up it, as you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And both u- using, both are different. Definitely. Using
0: learned techniques of, exactly. of like how to act with each other and yeah. different disciplines and different exactly. methods of doing that. Um, so, and then I, I think a lot of people, maybe their example, you know, they know like Saturday Night Live and, and sort of different television. Right. Sort of And that's
1: what they base it off sketch of. Sketch
0: shows. So that, and that's not totally inaccurate, but there's also like a whole other kind of, there's a whole range of things that people do with the, with that platform, I guess. Mm-hmm, definitely. And, you know, Sketch Fest is a great way to like kind of see that. Range
1: right, and it's interesting just to see how Chicago sketch versus L.A. versus New York versus you know Cleveland. You know, I mean, you
0: mean like seeing all those different kinds of groups coming in one place? Yeah, and
1: just to see how their uh, their take on on putting a show together, putting scenes together, is versus um, the groups I've worked with or or the groups I've seen in Chicago. Everyone has a different. So, what,
0: Give me some quick. Like, what are the trends different kind of trends you see i mean surely you could speak about chicago um because you've been around it the most but what do you see from the other cities that you kind of
1: well like i I remember from um, la there was a group uh and they were all silent two guys you know ten west ten west exactly and and just how they could and bryco does the same thing but in a different way in a a chicago way you know but but ten west it was just two guys and they could tell these stories uh and 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 the physical comedy was just—it was so focused and so refined, you know. Where and then you can go to like like Last Call of Cleveland, where like um, not that they're frat boy humor, but they can take that uh, kind of like the the they had a scene. Are with, they from Cleveland? Yeah, or? and uh, the. I believe so. <laughs> I don't want to Who's go on, on the record, uh, but you know, like the, the 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 cheerleading sketches or the their um, you know, everyone wearing the douchebag like button-down striped shirt scene. You know, so you um, it's kind of like so they can kind of you know go and that that's what that's their go-to. This is the other person's go-to. You know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. um, I don't know. Yeah.
0: So what? How would you dis- a- Describe like Chicago's sketch as a, okay. So the thing that's interesting about Chicago is that, so second city is here and also IO, um, which are both do lots of improv training, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm still, I mean, I'm still figuring out all this stuff. So please fill me in where I'm wrong here. But even if you, a lot of people who do sketch here, they do training at second city or at IO and second city does shows that aren't just improv shows, right?
1: Right. They have, um, but, so
0: is it, is it like you train improv first and then it's like scripted, but using improv techniques during the writing or is, what's the connection there?
1: Well, like currently I'm in the writing class at second city. Okay. So what we're doing is, is we've, we're taking these writing classes and then the ultimate, goal um, the last class is to produce your work so what you do is is once the scenes have been selected from your writing class then we hold auditions and then um the audition you know we'll, we'll cast our show and then our we'll learn how to produce a show how to put a show up what's involved in that you know um the sound cues the props the lights, you know, um, they teach us that. And so that's how that, so that's the second city show that's scripted by writing students. Um, then they do have their, their improv classes, which again, um, as you progress through the levels, you'll have performance time. And then they also have directing classes. And so the, the directing students will eventually, once they go through the classes of the, they will direct a show and that will be put up at second city.
0: Right. But does everybody that's start the training with center. improv?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, I've only taken one improv class, mm-hmm. and that was at Columbia College. You know, and and okay. I and but I have a theater background. I have a and you know an acting background. I chose to take the writing class because I wanted to refine my writing skills. I've you know I've been writing with One Two Three, and I wrote a little bit with Dark-eyed Strangers, and I write with Off Off Broadway, and um, I just felt that I could I could use the the extra work, and I, I do feel that through this taking these classes, I have improved as a writer you know, I feel more confident in my work.
0: In what way? Like, what have you, what have you learned? Um, I've learned quickly, to, just in a nutshell, just, to,
1: just <laughs> just to edit, um, how to edit scenes, how to, you know, uh, there may be a joke that I think is funny, but it's, you know, if it's not lending anything to the scene, it's okay to cut it. You know, uh, I've learned how to, to get to the beats quicker. I've learned how to, um,
0: how do they teach you how to figure out if, a joke is helping the scene or not what kind of skills like what do they teach you to do to make that
1: well when you're reading through the scenes what you know you write a scene um typically the week before you get an assignment you write a fish out of water scene you're writing a clash of contact scene a, a clothesline scene so these are different techniques and then you read through the scenes and you'll get feedback from your teacher or from your peers and you know you, Honestly, like once you hear your work read, not by you, but by someone else, you can hear, okay, this joke isn't landing mm-hmm. or this is too long or you're, you know, I can get to this joke faster if I cut this out. So
0: that's all just being more comfortable with like editing yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But is it, is it more than that? Is there stuff about, um, I guess what I'm getting at is that there, are they teaching a lot of kind of like comedy rule stuff?
1: to a point um, and how do you in a what feel point like I,
0: do I, I, you do you decide like that that is a is there a risk there in writing in like knowing the rules too well
1: no because um, even though there are rules, you know, sometimes it doesn't. Al- they don't always apply. It depends on what what your take is on a scene. Yeah, they're, they're more like guidelines. This is a guideline for how you know to write something. But I've never had a, a teacher or a peer or someone I've worked with tell me that I you know this was wrong because I'm not following this rule. Right. You know, um, I I think that defeats the purpose. You know, I think if you if you can make it work, if you can justify it and, and make it work, then then you know there's nothing to worry about you know but but if you're pushing you're pushing you're pushing and the joke's not landing or or it's just you know you've tried so hard you know it's like time to kill the baby you know it's like it's done with you know
0: kill the baby
1: kill the baby
0: I think that came up last week
1: yep you gotta kill babies in comedy there's
0: theater people they're very insensitive I know. to the lives of babies <laughs> <laughs> that's one yeah. thing you can say about them and it's hard it's hard to argue yeah so going back um to the Sketchfest thing. You saw Sketchfest, you and Rob uh you you're Kelly. You yeah. and Rob and Liz mm-hmm. decided, "Hey, we want to do this. This is exciting." Then did you have to shift away from the other theater stuff?
1: Well, at the time I really wasn't doing much else. So it was it was pretty easy <laughs> just to focus on that for me personally. Um You know, I remember like meeting at Liz's house, Liz's house, like one of the first times and, and I think Liz and Rob had come in with a couple of, of scenes or ideas and then we were, okay, we're going to make this happen. We're going to do this. You know, and we were just talking about, uh, brainstorming like, um, different like premises that we might come in with the next week for. And then we, did
0: you really, I mean, did you guys know what you were doing at all? Did you feel pretty confident? That I think to a point because like, we had taken. Okay, we know how to do this. this yeah,
1: is. I mean, we had taken. Um, just it was a class, but we took up the the comedy workshop class, and and through that class, we we had to write scenes, we had to put a show up, you know. So we were confident in that. Um, I th- Rob and Liz definitely knew that the comedy was the route they wanted to go down, and just from seeing seeing Sketchfest, you know, I, I think it was pretty uh, solid. You know that we that this is what we wanted to do. You know, and then it came together pretty quickly. I mean, we we started writing scenes. We started brainstorming. uh, You know, names, and we had like a a list of names. And I just remember, I think it was Rob. You know, what if it's just what if it's just one two three? You know, there's three of us. What if it's just one two three? You know, and so that's how that came about. And then we decided that it would all be spelled out instead of the the numbers. You know, the words. So, Mm -hmm. but and then yeah, we we started writing scenes, and then we asked Jill Valentine to um, work with us and to direct us and so she had directed our first show and several shows after that and how
0: did you know right from the beginning that you wanted to work with the director
1: um pro- well I don't know pro- part of it was probably me I was very stubborn uh, to wor- and hard to work with at the time um and I'll admit that yeah so <laughs> so having Jill come in and we needed an outside eye we we were still pretty green still very young at this so I mean, how
0: like how old were you
1: um probably 24 25 at the time
0: um so but this is right after college
1: yeah this was like shortly after college i don't know how many yeah maybe less than a year after after we had all graduated and then we put up our our first show in june um i want to say 2005 but i'm not sure about the year but we put that up at frankie J's, which is now the spot so and then Liz F so that up. It all
0: comes back around. Yeah, it
1: comes back around.
0: So, how I you know want to d-
1: say? Liz only effed it up because she got ton- her tonsils taken out the last show.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. Liz, what?
1: She uh, had her tonsils taken out the last show. She like they were like touching, and she wasn't breathing well, which is a problem. Uh huh. So, so what happened? Oh, uh, our, our very last show of our, very, our first run, we we just had an improv group open for us so yeah okay <laughs> but we still love her she's i
0: mean she's better now
1: <laughs> duh she's got those tonsils out
0: right you got it. they can be terrors yeah you gotta get rid of them i know do you have yours
1: i do is I it do. gonna be a problem probably
0: you never know i know when they're gonna strike
1: well i know i'm taking i'm rolling the dice
0: how did you know jill valentine
1: I met her through uh Sketchfest. She was
0: So Sketchfest is the key here.
1: It seems to be, yeah. <laughs> How
0: many groups in Chicago do you think are involved with Sketchfest on a in a way other than just performing at it?
1: Well, um I don't know. I mean, the the the, the theater community is large but small. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone you know, a lot of the people are only, you know, they're involved in IO and at Annoyance and at Second City. Um, and then, What's the deal
0: with Annoyance? Tell me about that one.
1: You know, uh, I'm not that familiar with Annoyance.
0: Here's the other thing I'm wondering. I know a lot of, so personally through working with 123, mm-hmm. I kind of met just tons of people in the um, sketch comedy scene here in Chicago and also through the Chicago Sketch Festival. Right. Um but all those people that I know none of them really do improv. And so I'm wondering in Chicago is there kind of like a separation of like all the improv people and the sketch people? And how did you decide when you started getting into it that you wanted to go more the sketch route than the improv route?
1: Um, I are think are there
0: people that do both or is it kind of like you pick one?
1: There are people there definitely are people that do both. Um, I know like some of my friends like they're, they they they're they're at IO and they're really involved in the teams there and this and that and so they're they kind of focused on that. Um, but I do I knew I know people that practice both. Um, I personally went the the sketch route because I I know I like I'm a acting is my background so I wanted something where I could be could write and perform. Um, and you know improv uh, I think it's definitely is a skill and I don't I didn't I enjoyed doing it but it wasn't like I I wasn't like i needed to do it like i you know where scotch once i once i did i really wanted to continue doing it you know um and i and i toyed with the idea now even so of of maybe going back and um taking improv classes but still i think i i would almost rather just focus on taking more um like acting classes
0: do you miss doing the more traditional theater ever i or do. do you ever do it
1: um i from uh, time to time i do this summer i did a um like a 10 minute play um written by clara cooney who she actually is a playwright from columbia she went through um, the writing program at columbia and um i did that and it was really refreshing to go back to the just to do a traditional show even though it was just a 10 minute show it uh, i enjoyed it a lot and and i missed it you know um but the one thing that I enjoy about sketch is I, I enjoy like, you know, rehearsing once or twice a week versus four or five times a week. But I do see myself. So it's easier. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's more like the uh, the lazy man's it's more way. like fun
0: time theater.
1: Exactly. You know, so. But no, I do. I do think I would like to go back to that. Um, but maybe on a play by play basis or, you know.
0: One um, thing about sketch in general, correct me if I'm wrong, is that in most cases it's done with very minimal or no set
1: typically yeah mm-hmm.
0: so that's another different kind of thing right do were you always like a funny person
1: did uh, you think of yourself as funny i yeah i think like in uh growing up i always felt like i i was the you know the jokester i was always um funny but i wasn't like try it wasn't like i went out there and be like hey i'm gonna be funny here's my jazz hands and you know doing uh stuff like that but with the people hanging around now man they're way more hilarious than i am
0: (laughs) do you feel like that breeds competition are you do you try to be funnier no around the funny people no
1: no no but uh it's 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 not even trying it's just that you know like they they say something funny someone else you know joins in on that and it just kind of bounces off one another
0: what was your writing process like with one two three would one of you bring in a a idea and then kind of just tweak it like fully formed or was it more like brainstorming kind of situation
1: um i remember like at, at the very beginning we first started off trying to like kind of brainstorm and write together and then what it what it came down to was um, we would meet you know once a week, and um, you know we would all come in with with ideas. Sometimes you know one or two scenes. You know, um, I always felt like I didn't come in with enough. You know, uh, Liz and Rob always had so they had a lot of ideas. And but why? Um, it was hard for me to write at first, and, and which is why I took these writing classes, um, which has definitely helped. But then I, you kind of get into the groove where you get these ideas, you know. And then, and uh, so what we would do is we'd come in with our scenes and uh, read them. And then we would, you know, if there were problem areas, then we would collectively as a group um, try to, you know, what could we do here? How could we change this? And then we'd come in the next week with rewrites or go from there. Or sometimes you just knew that the scene was just done. You know, it was a good idea, but it just, we weren't going to go that route. Um, And that's how it worked out. You know? Mm
0: -hmm. So one, two, three performed all over the place. Mm -hmm. Lots of shows. How many different complete shows did you guys write?
1: Oh, I don't know. I mean, we, we had a
0: was it more game? Was it more like add a sketch, get rid of a sketch, or would it be like you write a whole show and then it, start over and write? We a whole would write show.
1: new shows. Um, we would try to like at the we had our Frankie J show, and then we okay, we want to do a show. and We would try to pick a month where we want to have a new show up by, um, and then we started doing runs at um, Donnie Skybox at Second City um, in the training center, and, uh, and then we did we would write we always Is that a
0: hard thing to do
1: to get accepted into that.
0: Well, just to like perform shows at different theater, like places, is it hard to like set that up? Is there a lot of competition or how do you have to prove to them? Well,
1: at first it was, um, because no one knew who we were. And so we would try to do like 20, we would try to do opening gigs where we'd open for someone. Um, and then, you know, it also was okay. So if you want to do a run on your own, then you had to rent the theater out. And so what we would do is if we rented something, we would try to get an improv group to open for us kind of help buffer the cost because there was only three of us
0: and And the more people in the group the more friends and family exactly to help right right for the cost at least but then
1: we we were fortunate enough to get a couple runs at um skybox which was great because we would get a lot of um we'd get friends and family and then you would get other just patrons that wanted to see a second city show Mm -hmm. you know just
0: run off exactly over from from the other theaters
1: right and so that helped us out quite a bit um, and we always tried to make sure that when we did these new runs that we had a new show. And for Sketchfest, it was a goal of ours to always write a new, fresh show for Sketchfest. Because um, it was kind of like the big, for me, it was like the, you know, the 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 start of the new sketch year, you know. Started, it was in January and it was just the big, big to-do, you know. And so mm. you go do your Sketchfest show and then you maybe do a run in spring or a run in fall.
0: So do you know how many of those, how many Sketchfests you performed at? with one two three
1: um well i think last year was our fifth we we were i think last year was our five-year anniversary of of performing as a group and performing at Sketchfest. so which was pretty cool and, and i think personally it was was one of my m- most memorable and, and one of the strongest shows we put on was our Sketchfest show last year or this year i guess
0: i liked the one the year before a little better but that's okay, okay. well you know
1: what? <laughs> we all have choices
0: <laughs> so is one two three not a thing anymore you know, because um, you're not performing at SketchFest. No, we're not. This year.
1: We're not. Um, Rob was supposed to move away to New York mm-hmm. and he didn't. So uh, I think it's kind of a gray, gray area for us right now. But the now.
0: Plant, He was going to leave town. So it was kind of was there there wasn't like a formal like, oh, OK, we're done. But it was kind of like, oh, he's moving. So I guess we're not going to be doing more stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, you know, it was no one really we never talked about it. But um, just kind of at the time when Rob was moving, it was like, okay, well, Rob's moving. We're not necessarily done. We I think I was open to the idea of maybe just doing festivals or something like that. We've got five years worth of material so we can do like a best of mm-hmm. show. Um, and
0: you had performed, like I know I had been with you guys in uh, Toronto Sketch Festival, mm-hmm. um, in DC. D.C. Yeah, with you guys the one year.
1: And we went to Atlanta, uh, Atlanta um, did a festival there. And I think that's about it. I mean, we went to Toronto twice, which was great. You know, both times we had great shows there. Um, and DC, DC was fun. We were it was a uh, exciting for us because that was the first festival we had gotten into outside of Chicago, um, mm. and we were a still fairly new group at the time. And then um, this past summer, we actually we were um, asked to perform in the Just for Laughs Festival, which was was pretty the awesome. TBS thing, mm-hmm. yeah. So we were and really excited here? about that. That was here, yeah. That was at Studio B, in Chicago.
0: So TBS is doing this whole. They're really trying to brand themselves as the comedy people, huh?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: It's What is their saying? Very funny. Very funny? Yeah. And they got that Conan going on over there?
1: Yeah.
0: You think it's going to work for them?
1: I hope so, right? I mean, if they're going for very funny.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I was watching one of those commercials the other day, and I was like, isn't the whole thing that if you say... It's like saying you're cool. Yeah. Like if, you're, if you're cool, you don't say you're cool. But then I thought, it's sort of, they're probably aware of that. It's like a meta thing.
1: <laughs> you, think you think I thought know, that much
0: yeah, like it's not. If you tell a joke and then you say that's funny, right? That's not funny. I mean, I but really then like it to almost, out be- my jokes. but then it almost becomes funny again. Like <laughs> you know that that's not a funny thing to say. Right. I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Conan is funny. It's true. I like him,
1: and I'm gonna start calling out my jokes now. Okay. Like I learned sure. this from TBS. Very funny.
0: You're well, welcome. Actually, that might be a good way for us to transition in talking about Off Off-Broadway because your character that you play in Off Off-Broadway sort of does that sort of thing in a way. like It doesn't seem outside of the realm of what your character right. would do. Yeah. So let's give a little background here. While 1, Two, 3 stuff was still going on, you were involved with another group. Yes. Off Off-Broadway. hmm and this is the one where you have a show coming up in, yes. uh, very soon. So tell us what is Off Off Broadsway and how that started.
1: Well, Off Off Broadsway is a musical, uh inspired burlesque burlesque inspired sketch comedy group. Um and it started with um Mark Llewellyn, actually was and Jill Valentine and, and uh I believe I'm not sure if Liz but uh a lot some so peop they had gotten together and kinda of, um Tossed around the idea of doing this all female sketch comedy, you know, musical burlesque sketch comedy group. And so, um, Mary Spray and Mandy Whitenick and, um, Liz and, and Jill and Mark were kind of getting together to work on this. And they had been putting together, this, together this show, their first show. And they had their, their characters that they had developed and, and, uh, their songs they're going to do. And, um, and Carissa Brucca was also involved in this as well. And, uh, then, as they were getting ready to do their first show, they realized, you know, um, and I had mentioned to Mark, you know, hey, if you need someone to uh, to MC, I, would, I wouldn't mind doing it in, in drag as a dude, you know? And uh, so then, when they were doing their fr- getting ready to put up the first show, um, they had called me in um, to see if I wouldn't mind helping them out with their transitions. And so that's, and they said, okay, you know, I remember Jill called me and she's like, well, we got a name for your character, you know? And, uh, and she's like, Andy Drogynous, which I was like, that's awesome, I love it, it's hilarious, you know? and so um so I, I remember going over to Mark's house, and uh, the girls were working on their songs and putting on the art like putting on the final touches of the show and uh, so Jill and I sat down and, and we kind of talked about what Andy could be and then we we um, put together one a couple of my first monologues so okay. so
0: mark I didn't know that Mark had anything to do with it actually he's
1: yeah, he's the producer of it, and um, okay and and the costume man extraordinaire you know, and I know so, it, so
0: Mark is. I knew him from his involvement with uh, Musical of the Musical Living, of Dead. Living Dead, mm-hmm. which happened a few you know, for Halloween and stuff in October, which he co-wrote and directed. Is that correct? Yes. And was he also the one who was involved with uh, Little Shop of Horrors? Was that them? Did they do that production?
1: Uh, no, that was La Costa that okay. had done that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't.
0: Okay. So, all right. So Mark and it's Brad yeah. Mm-hmm. is that name? Correct. So the two of them had done this musical Living Dead, but I hadn't heard anything about them before. But so, w- is Brad involved with?
1: With off off Broadway, no, no. It okay. was just Mark. Um, Mark, okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And most of the other people that you mentioned who are in the group uh, are also in the Cupid Players. Correct. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's like a mix between one, two, three Cupid Players. You know. Yeah
0: because you and Liz were from one, two, three, but not keep player. Right. Okay. So you're playing this Andy drogynous. Yes. Character. You said you described off, off Broadway as a spoof of burlesque, but what does that mean?
1: Um, not a spoof. I mean like it's, it's burlesque inspired. So there's been this surge of burlesque dancers, burlesque groups, um, um, in Chicago and actually throughout like the States, um, and so this was kind of a uh, tongue in cheek um take on that, you know. So, but uh Andy <laughs> Andy like, you know, his, his whole thing is that he uh he's kind of like the, the dude of the of the group um and uh you know, he likes to make as many jokes at the cost of the girls as possible, but also in the same time he's also uh pumping himself up and, and trying to, you know, um
0: does he work for them or does he is he like their manager?
1: No, not at all. No? <laughs> not at all. No. What is
0: what is Andy's affiliation with this group? Of I girls? think
1: he's the friend that won't get off the couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Like, he he's just he's just their little lackey. He he just uh, is always there.
0: Okay, and you typically are dressed in like a tuxedo almost, like yeah. tails, tuxedo tails, like yeah, roughly shirt. Mm-hmm. Your hair slicked back, and then you have stubble. Of usually. course, my
1: man stubble, yeah.
0: And you speak in a very stylized voice
1: yeah it's it's uh, everyone keeps asking me where's andy from and i'm like i don't don't know he's like a mishmash of many (laughs) okay and and then the
0: girls they wear these sort of like corsets Mm -hmm. Uh, and they each one of them has sort of their own color right but other than that their outfits are kind of same and they don't get naked or anything
1: nope just the tops of their boobs
0: they're just the tops of their boobs that's all they show Mm um what what are some of the uh, like catchphrases of the group? Um,
1: free boners. Uh-huh. We always offer free boners. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like Andy is always uh, making some kind of chubby monster. You know, uh, referencing girls or ladies or women in general. But uh, also, he's very charming and endearing towards them. <laughs> At least he thinks. And do he they is. <laughs> do they ever
0: address address? I've seen I think two of the shows. Over the past couple years, but does I can't remember. Does he? Do they? Do the girls ever say anything to Andy?
1: Oh yeah, like they always say how like you know get out how gross you know your gross little man or or Mm -hmm. they always talk down to him. Usually like he'll he'll get his his joke on them and then they'll come crashing down on him. You know, but uh, um, he always takes it well. He always bounces back. You know.
0: Okay, so what I want to do now is you recently made a music video and I helped Yes, I uh, mm-hmm. directed the video and stuff. So I want to play the song uh so people can get kind of a sense of what we're uh what we're talking about here and then we'll come back and talk some more. So nice. This song is called Broad's Bitch. PG-13? I don't know. I don't know what the rules are anymore. I think you can say bitch. Probably. But there's definitely some other uh, mature audience-only words True. in the song. So, and you'll hear Andy Drogynus making some uh, comments from time to time in the song. Right. So, here we go.
2: My girl, Allie Ways and Cassio. This is retardage. That's our stupid hoe. We've got Andy Drog. And that hot bitch Maddie And I'm your lady Pimp Dolly
0: bitch yeah so you got a little taste of andy there true if you are unfamiliar what does your family think about your <laughs> chosen path
1: uh my family is they're, they're all right with it they're <laughs> very they supportive seen? yeah Oh, bo- both my um actually my aunt and uncle and my mom and dad have come out to see it um you know i've never hidden anything from them um I'm, you know, I'm telling them, oh, yeah, you know, I'm doing this boner joke or whatever. And they'll laugh. I, you know, I... Haven't. I
0: can say I've never said the word boner to my parents.
1: Oh, that, you should try it out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom, boner. No? All right, <laughs> no, but they've come, you know, and like uh, my dad's like, all right, good job, kid, you know, whatever. But um, my mom will, will, uh, she she's not out, she doesn't laugh out loud, but she'll she'll blush, and you know,
0: that's all you can tell. She yeah, laughing I'm like, oh, well, my mom
1: likes it. She's blushing. <laughs> it's not because her daughter's dressed as <laughs> a man and saying boners, en- embarrassment. <laughs> no, no, that that's definitely what I take it as. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they've come out to see, it, and they're they're supportive of it.
0: What's your day job?
1: Um I'm an administrative assistant at uh, a company called M&J Wilco.
0: And do they know about your extracurricular activities?
1: Um I've invited I've actually invited most of my department to come see my show and none of them have come but a couple people from my company have come out to see it and they are like oh you know they're like no offense but i wasn't expecting to, you know the show to be good and it, you know right it was better than they thought so
0: because probably there's so many people in town who do sketch improv stuff that yeah
1: come see my show come see my show you know but um but i think that actually they've they have said that, you know they'll come back to other shows so that's cool that's an encouraging have you
0: ever made any money doing this
1: personal um yeah. I mean, we we make some money as a group um, through shows, but we usually keep that within the group, you know, just to pay for props and and whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. But, so, how do you how do you decide to stick with it? What what's your driving force?
1: Um, because I I can't see myself sitting at home and just uh you know working, coming home, and that's it. That's my life. Um. This it, it, I definitely have a creative outlet. Um, cre- you know, I need to encourage that I, personally. I feel like it, and I've I've always been theater's always been a part of me. I since I was little, I I grew up in a um, I was fortunate, and we had a, a our the elementary school I went to. We did like the all school plays, and that's where I kind of got the taste of this. And then I continued that through middle school and high school and college, and so and then obvious and then outside of college, you know, after I graduated, I've continued with this. So. For me, it, it's just a part of my life, and so that's even though I may not be making money from it, I'm um, content with with working, you know, um, get, donating my time. I guess, you know, I, if I want to make money, I I, sh- I I can look into other routes, um, you know, commercials or getting an agent, this and that. And, and I've thought about it; I just haven't gone that route yet. Um, and I, I mean,
0: are th- what are the those kind of professional possibilities for people doing sketch theater
1: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> what are the p- possibilities for people doing sketch theater like yeah uh, what are
0: the professional possibilities like what are the things are there are there like role models of people who are you can look at either locally or nationally and say They've gotten to the level that I want to get at, well, I and mean, what are they doing
1: if you want to look at like anyone like uh, some of the alumni from second city or i o yeah I mean some of them have have progressed from just doing the you know performing sketch performing improv to getting the audition for second city, getting the audition for uh you know formal the former Mad TV, or whatever, you know, um, and, and landing that, you know, there's also the people that, that can, that land the writing jobs, um, or, or there are, you know, there are, I mean, I don't know any names offhand, um, but just, you know, who locally can, can say I'm surviving as an actor in Chicago performing comedy or performing, you know, my own work. Um, of course, I mean, there are, are always role models, you know, uh, mm-hmm got to find them.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm just wondering from uh, from your point of view, like what your goals are, what y- your like best case scenario kind of things are. I mean, there are people, Chicago is a place where a lot of people who are on Saturday Night Live or lots of different television shows came from Second City or IO mm-hmm. as their like training background. So do you see that sort of thing and think that's what you want to do? I mean do you want to be working on a sitcom or or be on some on a television show is that what you want to do or is theater on stage more your interest?
1: I think at one point that's definitely that was a goal of mine. Um and it's not out of the picture by any means. I just haven't um I haven't really put my foot forward to to seek that out more. Um I I am content with where I am right now. I really enjoy playing the, you know, playing Andy. I enjoy writing. Um, You know, if, if one, two, three is, if nothing happens of it and we, we are, you know, we end as we are, then that's okay. But, you know, and I had a good run with them. If we continue writing as a group, that's even better, you know, because I, I feel like I'm ready. I'm recharged. and I'm ready to continue writing. Or, or if I conti- if I write with someone with another group and perform with another group, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't, see myself just hanging you know hanging my hat up and not and not acting and performing whether or not i want to seek a more professional route um i think i've been i've been thinking about that a lot more and actually just um i just went to this actually was a book release party for a, a book called acting in chicago that my friend chris wrote and uh you know, and I was like, wow, you know, this is I was just kind of been thinking about this and wanting to kind of actually talk to him about it. And then he wrote this book, you know, and I haven't read it yet. I just recently got it. But, um, you know, I think maybe after I read that, maybe I'll be more inspired to to seek the, you know, to take the steps I need to to make this my profession versus is my book, side job.
0: This is a book about making a living as an actor. As an China. actor in
1: Chicago, yeah, it's mm-hmm. called it's called Acting in Chicago by um, Chris um, Agus. So
0: yeah, yeah. I'll have to to yeah, have him on here. Yeah, you should. He explain it.
1: He he would actually be a wonderful person to explain that.
0: So, but I mean, are there also people here that you see doing like sketches? A huge part of their life, but that but those are sort of the limits of their aspirations as far as like just doing being active and doing good work here. And that's what they want to do. And they're not trying to be on Saturday live or something, but like that's the goal. They're doing what they want to be doing.
1: I think so. I mean, I think uh, every person, I mean, I'm doing what I want to be doing, but I also, am always looking to see what else I can be doing. Mm -hmm. And I think the people that are, are active, in the community are always looking for the next thing to do, whether it be, you know, working with a new group, whether it be writing a new show or, or even like, um, teaching, you know, I mean, I think that would be a goal. Have of you, mine. Done that? you haven't done that. I haven't, but I think I would like to, I think, I, I think right now I still feel I'm too, too, um, young to, to go into that. Um, cause I don't feel like, I feel like I, I have got a, I'm 30, but I, I, a young meaning, um, I have performed but um do I have enough um I guess background to say Gravitas. Yeah, you know, to <laughs> to say okay, I can teach you, I know what I'm doing. Um I think I would like to to maybe refine my skills a little more before I go that route, but I think it might be a, it, it is a goal for me, pers- a personal goal, you know, not that everyone has that, but um but I don't want to be the person who teaches and is not still is not still actively working. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be, if I'm teaching, I want to be able to also be performing, also be writing. I want, you know, just still Who have that. Who are some of
0: the people here that you've learned the most from?
1: Um, as write, as performers or? Any of the, yeah. Um, I would say I've learned a lot from Jill Valentine, just uh, um, as far as like editing my own material, writing, performing, directing. Um, because of her, I felt confident enough to direct a show, um, with a group called Sausage. Um, I've learned a lot from, um, actually she's my writing teacher now for my writing class, but Jen Ellison has really taught me a lot too. Um, and just from, like from Columbia College, um, Paul Amanda's. he was a, a great teacher. Um, I learned a lot from him and, uh, and a uh, a teacher actually uh, someone i i worked with very closely in in Elgin where i grew up Terry Domsky, i learned so much from him um but more of a tr- from a traditional theater aspect um and i'm very grateful for that because he he's a very old school way of teaching and um his methods are, are are methods that you don't learn anymore um and it was uh it was pretty awesome just to just to work with him and just get that experience and um I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I I really.
0: What kind of of methods? Just um, like he
1: studied in London. He studied studied in Germany, and uh, I just um, I remember working with him on a a, Taming of the Shrew. I think it was, and we were. I was just a little ensemble character. I just did little things here and there throughout. And it was one of the first productions I had ever worked on in college um, when I went to ECC um, Elgin Community College, and uh, he took us on, the, he did these exercises with his, with the, the cast, the ensemble, you know, and uh, one of them was, it was just, I mean, it was very actor and uh, some people may not enjoy it, but it was really cool, just like, you know, uh, laying on the ground and, and walking, He kind of like a, a workshop boot camp, and he was like, guiding you through this journey, you know, and you know, you know, you your eyes are closed, and it's what you make of it, but it was just kind of cool that he took that exercise, and then was able to take what, that, and then um, focus that towards what we were doing on stage, uh, and I, it's been a while, so I might like I don't have a clear thought of exactly just, how he did certain that. certain
0: exercises just that you Certain do exercise,
1: yeah. And you don't necessarily like, get that like. in sketch, you know, because you, nec- you don't necessarily need it, you know. Do but, you
0: find that having that more traditional theater background... First off, I don't know if that's even appropriate to say traditional theater. I don't know if it is either.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it. Said, <laughs> Well,
0: no, I'm, I started saying it. I don't know if you said that. I think you said straight theater, which yeah. sounded even weirder to me. But I guess that means, like, not funny, but... The thing about sketch is it's short form, right? whereas I guess if it was just like a sketch comedy style, but a full-length play, they would just say it's a comedy, right?
1: Right. Yeah. I mean...
0: (laughs) Anyway. anyway.
1: Because sketch is vignettes. It's short little...
0: What do most of the people that you find yourself interacting with in the sketch world come from a traditional theater background initially or is that not the case do you find it's more of a rarity
1: no i think i think a lot of people have had that in some way um but i i don't know uh some people just some people have just strictly like you know they they knew they wanted to do comedy and they they went to the you know to io or second city or annoyance and and went that route some people um haven't had any training at all you know um some people like are like being where you have a traditional, you know, you've gone to 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 school and have been trained in in theater and um, have kind of found your way in the world of sketch, you know. Which I'm okay with, and I'm ha- I'm happy with that, you know. I, I I feel like I get I get to do more. I get to play a lot more characters I probably wouldn't, you know. I get to write the characters that I w- I get to play as well, you know. So let's. I just want let's
0: see. We talked about off off Broadway, and we talked about one two three but what about this dark-eyed strangers because i didn't know anything about this
1: i uh dark-eyed strangers actually they uh i just had a rehearsal with them tonight and um they were they were a group they existed uh before i had joined them and they they I think they were a group of four or six originally um and then a couple years ago they uh had asked me to work with them because um one of the girls in the group wasn't able to perform with them anymore, and uh, someone else had moved away, and so they kind of reformed the group, and I got to work with them, which was awesome because I had seen them a couple of years ago at Sketchfest. I had, you know, a couple of years prior. I had so they put
0: out like a call, or how did you?
1: Um, they they had, uh, Brandon Campbell had contacted me. He was one of the guys heading up the group. And he, he knew me again through, I met him through Sketchfest.
0: Okay, and, so he just remembered you and invited you to...
1: And I think he had seen 123 also. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he, he called me up and asked me or sent me an email and said, you know, if I'd be interested in working with them. And I said, sure, you know. And I was still working with 123 at the time as well. And I, you know, talked to Rob and Liz about that. And, and so I said, you know, I'm going to do a, a show with them. And they were cool with that. And I, I did a couple shows with them. We did a couple shows with them, um at... The playground, and I'm not sure if we did a run at Second City or not, but we we also performed at Sketchfest, and it was just really cool to work with them because um, they were very seasoned in in this. Um, and uh, this guy Tony, who was working with Dark-eyed Strangers, he had been a member of Third Floor, which is from Portland, and they were uh, a group that was uh, inspiring to me. They you know they were just really funny and just uh, appreciated their work. So it was cool to be able to work with Tony, um, in dark eyed strangers who had been a part of the third floor. And, um, actually this year, dark eyed changers will be coming back to Sketchfest, So that's kind of cool. And Tony, you're,
0: So you're performing with, with the group there.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm excited because Tony, um, had moved away. He, and, uh, but he's he's flying like, back there are, in.
0: Is it gonna be three of you?
1: Actually it's gonna be six of us. Okay. Um there's gonna be James who's one of the original members and Lacey also one of the original members. Um they're coming back. Um and then Tony will be flying in as well. So so it's really exciting and, and I'm happy that to, to be to be working with them again and that they and had asked writing, me back.
0: You're riding with that group?
1: Actually we're doing like a best of show just because we have some some of the two of the guys are flying in. So, right, so we're less time yeah right. less time, and we'll be rehearsing, like the the Chica- the four people in Chicago will, will be rehearsing leading up to to our sketch fest show, and then the week of when the two guys fly in, we'll we'll finish blocking the rest of the show. Then so.
0: So. Dark-eyed strangers performing at Chicago Sketch Fest. That's January sixth through the sixteenth. Is that correct? Something like that. Do you 15- know when you're performing?
1: Uh, Dark It's Rangers performs on Friday the 13th.
0: Oh, yeah. And
1: uh, then Off -Off Off-Broadway will be performing on Saturday the 14th.
0: All right. Yeah. And the upcoming show of Off -Off Off-Broadway is called Let It Ho. Yes. And it's at the spot on Thursdays, December 2nd through 23rd at 8 p.m.
1: Mm-hmm. And then we have a special performance on the December 22nd at Davenport's Piano Bar. Mm.
0: mixing it up Yeah, a little crazy for the holiday season what can people expect at a holiday themed off off Broadway show
1: Uh, they can expect (laughs) ladies and gentlemen you can expect uh, uh, your fruit cakes to be buttered up with my yule log (laughs) and uh, all kinds of I don't know bonus surprises
0: bonus surprises yeah and their stockings mm-hmm. how did so you had these conversations with joe valentine to create the character mm-hmm. and then you just did you write all your own parts
1: for the most part the, the first the first show we did i know we collaborated and her and i wrote the the monologues and then um you know, what I'll do is I'll, I'll write my, my monologues or my little transitions and usually like pass it off to, uh, like Liz or Jill, you know, or Carissa and, uh, get their feedback on, on what I've written and, and if there's any way to tweak it up or, you know, to make it cleaner and tighter.
0: Do you do pretty much the same lines every show or do you improvise any lines? Um, Brian, when Brian was on here, he's talking about how doing tech, for off, off Broadway mm-hmm. that, you know, sometimes there are little parts that you guys will change from night to night. And yeah. it seems like you, your character might be definitely an area where that,
1: I try to keep like, I have like beats that I try to hit, but, um, for, you know, for the most part I am memorized, but sometimes like if, especially if people want to be interactive with me, then, you mm-hmm. know, then, then that will be improv my, my banter back and forth with them.
0: Because it's kind of like a old, like up kind of character in a way yeah
1: and that's what i love about him he's his jokes are terrible are you
0: interested in stand-up at all have you ever tried that or
1: no i i um i have never done stand-up i've never written it um to to as to perform as myself but after actually after the video shoot that we did with the one you directed um the bitch video uh just from me being up there and and the top of the video start you know
0: there's a sequence where you're doing that we didn't hear in the song, but mm-hmm. before the song, there's some some stuff before that, and there's a part where you're doing stand up,
1: right? Sort of and, struggling, right? Exactly. And I was, I hate, I've kind of like toyed around with the idea of actually like doing some open mics, but like dressed as Andy <laughs> and doing, I really
0: think you should because
1: I kind of want to, but I don't want the stand up to be like, like. You know, because uh, some of them are just so snotty. and I don't want to deal with their. You know, oh, their... the
0: people running the open mics.
1: No, just like some of the the performers. You know, like, uh-huh. ugh. You know, um,
0: how do you know that?
1: Just from being, I've I've been to open mics. I've I've watched my friends go up mm-hmm. and do it. You know. Uh, but I actually, I, I kind of want to go up there and do it. Like, I want to go up as Andy and just do the worst old-timey, like, you know. That. I
0: You were cracking me up when we were filming, and you were doing the stand-up I think
1: it's, like, so stupid, and especially, like, when he calls, like, you know, like, his jokes are terrible, and I love it. So, I, I kind of want to do that.
0: I would like to do, like, a short film that's just about Andy.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: But, but it would be it would be a serious it would yeah. be like The Wrestler.
1: Would it be like a lot of, <laughs> lot of piano music?
0: There would be lots and like of shower piano music. <laughs> it would like shower curtains with the rain. It would be like Andy's stand-up performance, but then the sad reality of Andy's life at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know, think about that.
1: All right. You let right. me know. All right. Got some wheels turning. Turn the about wheels.
0: Because you always got to have some other new project to work on. It's
1: true. I just said that.
0: It's true. Well, I th- I'm finding that that is definitely a theme with most people that I know around here involved in the comedy theater. Mm-hmm. Is it? I mean, you have to have lots of different things going on at once. Why do you think that is? Is it like, is it because of the collaborative nature of it that there's always going to be somebody... There's always going to be lulls because there's so many people that are involved that like one person's maybe busy or certain people's interests... Wax or wane. Is that a phrase? Waxing and waning? Mm
1: hmm.
0: Okay. Is yeah. that like a candle thing? I don't understand that. What is waxing and waning? Like the moon? Oh. But still. <laughs> when you said that, it was like, yes, the moon. But why is it called waxing and waning? Something to look up. Yeah. That'll be in the show notes. Mm
1: hmm. The
0: Schotes.
1: The Schotes. My Schotes.
0: Helping me come up with terms and analogies. Yep.
1: Terms and analogies. <laughs> <laughs> no awesome. one right there.
0: Okay, well. I think we should pretty much about wrap up here. Awesome. feel good? I feel good. Is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: No, I think we hit it all. Okay. Yeah.
0: I did. I, the other thing I was going to mention is I loved in your pre, in the previous off, off Broadway show, one of my favorite parts was when you did a saxophone solo.
1: Oh yes. What
0: is that song?
1: Careless whisper.
0: Careless whisper. Yeah. Oh, you're so good.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You come out and it just, (laughs) Uh have my sexy time. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to have. Yeah. I love having it's my sexy time. That. Mm-hmm. So
0: I should have asked you to bring
1: Actually it's in my car. I could have oh. brought it up.
0: Yeah. Well but you I was know, practicing part of the <laughs> in the car. <laughs>
1: no, I had to I was practicing
0: <laughs> Oh, for the for the show.
1: May may or may not be happening again. I yeah. don't
0: know. We can't stop though. I this podcast is live. I mean it's not live when you listen to it, but right. we record and we go and then it's done and there's no editing and it's it's real. Yeah. So I like to do it. Word. So, um, thank you. Thank you. Um, just a few little things before we go. One is I didn't mention this last time, but, uh, you can email me if you want. You can ask questions for Kelly. She won't be here, (laughs) but I can answer them for her. I might start announcing who the next guest is going to be ahead of time in case people have any questions. It's always fun to get emails
1: yeah that would be that would be them. interesting
0: but it's fine like you can you could write me an email about the show or about Kelly and then next time I'll have some other guests and then they'll have to awkwardly sit here
1: and answer them for me well, or
0: <laughs> or if it's about you know if it's a question for me about the podcast then they have to sit and listen while I'm talking about that you know I mean it could be interesting could right. be inter- you don't know right it might be uh, so you can email me at Kendall at KendallBrones.com. um so if you know how to spell my name you'll be able to figure that out. <laughs> Uh, again, I don't want to make it too easy for people.
1: Right, no. But they it's have
0: kendall to at Um The podcast is on iTunes now, searchable even. So if you search for Let's Get Serious or if you search for Kendall Bruns on iTunes, the Let's Get Serious podcast will come up. You can subscribe on it there and then it'll automatically download into your iTunes or on your iPod or whatever. So that makes things easy. Um, I have been... I'm going to be posting when I post it on the blog, there'll be little notes about different things we talked about and links and things about tickets for performances, that sort of thing. So if you go to Kendall you can find that that's K E N D A L L B R U N S.com. So, you know, and then I just gave the key right there to figure out my email too. Just break it down. Um, so, yeah, so that's sort of some technical stuff. I don't have any sponsors or anything, so I don't have to do any of that. Nice. That's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's going to wrap us up. Kelly, would you like to have the final word before our exit music?
1: Yeah, I would.
0: All right. I'll let you I'll give you a moment here to compose yourself. Think about what you're going to say. Is it going to be in Kelly's voice or is it going to be Andy Trochnis? Nobody knows until it happens. So, I'm going to ring the bell. I <laughs> have this bell here, and Kelly really wanted it to be part of the podcast. So. I thought
1: I was going to be quizzed.
0: Yeah, I'm going to ring the bell. I studied. And then you'll take us out, all right? Mm-hmm. Thanks for being here, Kelly Bolton.
2: Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. All right!